What's up, party people? We are back once again after missing last week, unfortunately, but things tend to happen. We're back once again with another episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of what we have to catch up on and what's been going on. Of course, the big news with the NBA playoffs, the NBA draft lottery, Zion Williams, where he goes, what it means for the NBA and everything else about the lottery. Also, continuing on with fantasy football, we're going to talk about Mark Hetty's dynasty draft that he recently had in his dynasty league and also with a segment called repeat or retreat all that and much more on this upcoming episode of the better fantasy bureau podcast all right brain you don't like me and i don't like you but let's just do this and i can get back to killing you with beer you are now tuned into the better fantasy bureau podcast Podcast. this place is an untapped resource with your host, Flex with Liz. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! And now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome again to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitless, here with my co-host, live and direct. With much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, be a face? And we are back after missing last week. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. But back like we never left. Yep. And it's unfortunate that we missed last week. But uh, you know things happen. Things do happen. And uh, it's it, I apologize. It's not all your fault. You know it's it, it happens. It happens. It, yeah, listen, there, there were there were times uh, like um, before when Charlie was on the show, and then you know when when he couldn't show up because things happen and he could, couldn't be there, and that's fine. You know, and then I would do the show on my own. And there were times before you know when we were recording at Gotham Podcast Studios, which once again, if you want to start a podcast on your own and you want to check out Gotham Podcast Studios, please go right ahead. Tell them that Flex and the Better Fantasy Bureau sent you. They'll hook you up. They'll take care of you. It's a great place to record. And now we have our own little personal studio, you and I, right, Marchetti? Yes. Yes, in this fabulous room in my basement. But, uh, you know, so sometimes when Charlie couldn't show up, I would record it even with, like, my lapel mic. I would record it, just hook it up to my computer, and I have a little lapel mic that I use for the YouTube videos. And I would record there. But unfortunately, you know, we couldn't. We weren't around to do it, and we just couldn't do it. And things happened. And so it's not like, it's like if there was any other way to do it, we would have done it. We would have done it. We would have, but it just it just happens. It's you know things happen. We're not you know can't Thanks. get too much into why, but we you know things happen. So let's just move on and let's get this and started. Yes, and then we're back into it. And um, a lot going on in the world of sports. A lot going on in our worlds. And um, yeah, so let's get right into it and talk. Uh, what's going on? Oh, for, wait, wait. Before we get into that, let's just let's just get this out of the way first, since we have people's attention at the moment. Because you know we're going to lose everybody because nobody likes to listen to us. No, they just skip yes, <laughs> or skip forward to what they want to listen to. Not not the official doctor of the BFB, which is Dr. Fernandez, who texted me even last week. Where's that Where's that BFB podcast, blood? <laughs> <laughs> All right. RNS. Um, RNS. All right. He has. But, uh, Go ahead. I think but, we lost a couple. Yeah, we lost a couple already. Um <laughs> Anyway, so uh, once again, always do follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. We still have that giveaway going on. We got to promote it more. We're going to promote it heavier. We have a fantastic trophy to give away for your fantasy football league. We're going to give you a a trophy for your fantasy football league, whether you don't have one or you want to upgrade to a better one, because this one is fantastic. It's awesome. It really is. It's a sexy trophy. It's super sexy. Um. So if you want to go on our Instagram, you can see it. Uh, I have it on the, on the save story, like where you know you can see the stories that are saved, like the highlight stories of the Insta stories thing. Yeah. Just check it out at BFB Podcast. You can see the rules there. It's very easy to get it. All you have to do is just uh, you have to follow us and then rate and review us on wherever you're listening to us, whether it be on in, um, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Just rate, review us, follow us, and. Send us a screenshot that you rate and review us. You send a screenshot that you rate and review us, and you are automatically entered to win that sexy, sexy trophy. So sexy. It's so sexy. Like, if there's a magazine of, like, the sexiest trophies. It would be the centerfold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I, I strangely agree with you 100%, and it's making me a little uncomfortable that I agree that easily that I think that trophy's that sexy. Um, anyway, so moving on, so getting right into it, Marchetti, let's um, talk about what happened uh, two weeks ago. Wait, no, last week. Sorry, last, last week. week. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not that smart. You know that. So what happened last week with the NBA draft lottery? Now, as uh, everybody may know, is that... Uh, the Pelicans got the number one overall pick with the uh, Griffin, Griffins. Wow. Grizzlies. Yeah, well, you probably was thinking about Dave Griffin. Dave Griffin. Getting the number one pick, regardless where he goes. Regardless where he goes, yeah. it's it, it's Well, this is the whole, that's the whole conspiracy thing about it, is about it being rigged. Now, well, first, Pelicans got number one. Grizzlies got number two. Knicks got number three. Our New York Knicks got number three. Lakers got four. Lakers got four. And then the other two teams, uh, the Suns and the Cavs, who were in the bottom three, uh, got... Fifth and sixth. Yeah. So, Marchetti, now let me just ask you. Do you think that, the, in general, the draft lottery is rigged? It, I don't, I don't want to say people are going to say that, yes, this one is rigged because of the Anthony Davis uh, drama that's going on. And since, you know... What is it like? If you if you know the history of the NBA, when the Pel- uh, the NBA took over the Pelicans, and then uh, they they tr- they made a trade with the Lakers for Chris Paul. You know they were swapping Chris Paul. They they kind of vetoed it because they felt like it was unfair, right? Because it was going to the Lakers. Because he was going to Lakers, which I but- haven't heard another. Which now all these super teams building up. I haven't heard any other unfair trades un- been vetoed. Unfair trade that has been vetoed, and then uh, you know, consequently he went to the Clippers, right? And which would affect that maybe a, a chance of him winning a, a championship with Kobe Bryant at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that, you know, again, the Pelicans have this drama, right? Losing uh, Anthony Davis. Considered, considerably yeah. one of the best players in, in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Now they get the first pick, which will, Who's bring, also- which will you know, bring them most likely uh, a very impactful player that for the years to come or even the future of the face of the NBA. So who is also seen as, you know, also because they're saying, I, I, I had this stat. I got to look it up again. replacement of LeBron, you know? No, but no, not so much replacement of LeBron, but they're saying is that there's a stat, like a percentage of the chances of Zion Williams making the all-star game this year. And he actually leads everybody in make the chances of making the all-star game. Who is, who's second to him is Kevin Durant. What? And percentages of who would make the All-Star game this year. And Zion's like number one. Well, because of popularity. That's the only thing I could think of. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like that's, that maybe, but um, I, I got to find a stat and where I got that stat from, but I found that I screenshotted it and I'll look for it later. But, uh, yeah. but, but so you, you, so you ultimately, yes or no, do you say it's rigged? Nah, if it was rigged, then it should have been to the Knicks. <laughs> well, I buy. It should, it should, Knicks should have gone the first pick. The Knicks didn't even get the second pick. They got the third pick. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing that I, this is the thing how I feel, right? Um, I mean, I, it, it's hard for me to say that it's rigged and not be not sound biased against it. But I, and I guess a part of me is biasly saying that it's rigged because the Knicks didn't get the first. Because pick. the Knicks didn't get it. And I, okay. I said a part, and I'll be genuinely honest. A part of me really does feel like that's biasly why I'm saying it, right? Yeah. Or maybe also because of me being a Knicks fan is why I'm paying more attention to it. You understand what I'm saying? That we didn't get it. Maybe that's why I'm looking closer and I'm trying to build my facts about it. Because remember, they said it was also rigged when the Knicks got, you know, the frozen envelope with Patrick Ewing. Because, you know, they put all the envelopes into like this big ferret ball, like, you know, this big weasel ball. They just rolled it around. And then David Stern put his hand in to pick out the envelope. And he picked out the Knicks envelope, you know, for whatever, for all the picks. And then, you know, it was the Hewing got the number one, you know, for Hewing. But they said that the envelope in the corner was a little bent as so as far as like a notification, like to show that this is the Knicks envelope. Pick this envelope. It was it was marked or whatever. It was marked. It. Yeah. So that was the whole debacle. The whole thing is, I guess, to, to break it down. And I really don't. This is not going to happen anytime soon. But the NBA should really just get rid of this draft lottery thing. They should just get rid of it because every year it's going to be a thing where people are going to say it's rigged. No matter what, no matter how it goes, no matter where you're looking at it from, no matter what city you're from, whether you're happy with it and the other half's not going to be happy with it, they're going to say it's rigged. Well, yeah, you could also argue with when LeBron James left the Cleveland Cavaliers the first time and the very first, the very year after they got Kyrie Irving. Yeah, because then they got, the, now, look, now look at this too. This, this, is why, this, is, this is why I guess I would say 
with more actual facts of why I believe it would be rigged. Look at it this way. The whole point of giving the top three, the, the lowest three teams, right? The, the, the top three with the worst records, a 14, even 14% overall chance is because of the fact they wanted to stop tanking, right? Yes. So they figured, so the way you could look at it is like this. All right, cool. Uh, we, with the Lakers being the Lakers, you know, they probably pur- purposely put them at, they wanted to help them out as much as they can. This is, this is, I say, this is, this is me saying it for argument's sake if it is rigged, right? And they'll put like, all right, so we're going to give the, 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 the Suns and uh, the Cavaliers fifth and sixth because we want to show people that tanking is not the way. We're going to give the Knicks a top three pick because they did end up having the worst record. Let's help them out the best like that. And then, you know, with, with uh, the Pelicans, like you said, like, you know, like NBA owns, well, you know, the owner owns also owns the Saints and Anthony Davis leaving. And then now, remember, nowadays, like, as the big market city is out the window. Especially with the way the internet is, social media, and with LeBron, what he did for Cleveland, big city names is out the window. Just because you're a big city market, that that's out the window for the NBA. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anymore. It doesn't matter. Nope. You know, like New Orleans, and we're the biggest city, but Oklahoma when, when was City. Was the last time a big city market has won in the NBA? Well, no, the Lakers. No, it's the Lakers, right? Well, oh, well, I'd say well, well, San Francisco, Miami. San Francisco is a pretty big city. Miami, you know, maybe well, Miami. San Francisco. But you know, it's for them. It's just not like they attracted free agents. That's that yeah. was an organically uh, like groomed team. You know, the Wait, is it, is it, isn't the Oracle in Oakland? Oakland, yeah. But yeah. you know, a lot, but yeah, a lot but of I San Francisco fans are Warriors. Yeah, right? yeah, because it's the Bay Area. But anyways, but the point is this: is that I you you could say that they gave the Knicks the third pick, and this is what it means being rigged. Is that see, this is proving the point that tanking doesn't work. Do not tank. Now I get it. Tanking is definitely takes a different effect when it's an NBA team than it is a uh, NFL team, because an NFL game can still be exciting and a team can still tank and lose. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's only sixteen games that you're going to watch your team out of the whole year, as opposed to the eighty-two games for your NBA team. So I get it, but I guess I, I would look at it that way about it being rigged that they purposely gave the Knicks a third pick because the whole point about the fourteen percent overall was that you know to show that. You can't tank. Tanking is not going to be the way in the NBA. Because even if you look at it mathematically, if you added up what the percentages that the Grizzlies and the Pelicans has, where they both had a 6% chance, even adding up both their chances, still there's not a greater chance of the Knicks getting over one. And their competitions were the Suns and the Cavaliers, who had an even 14% chance between the both of them. And since both of them got the 5th and 6th pick, the Knicks had to beat out, you know, the the, the, the Grizzlies and the and the and the Pelicans. They had a they had that, double that, their chances. That that way better chance. Twice they had Twice. double their chances. Yeah. So you you're, you're telling me like, you know, if, if if I took something two times, like whatever, like, wow, whatever. I don't even want to break it down. That's how upset I'm getting. But still, like they had double their chances. They had two times better chances than them, and they still didn't get it. Like that makes no sense to me. It mathematically makes no sense. No, it even though mathematically it's not impossible. And, and, and but it's th- extremely unlikely. And this new formula of breakdown for the percentage of the draft picks selection now is it's still not going to avoid tanking. If anything, you're given three slots an opportunity for a first pick, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you can look at it in that uh, other aspect. So if there's it might three be- other teams, right, that are like four, fifth, six with a, ba- a wor- a, like a worse record, but not, they they still have a chance. They still have a chance for, to get a worse three record, right? Yeah, first, yeah, worse three record. That's a very good point. Never thought about that way. You no, know, so like you, you're still not avoiding attacking. If anything, you put in more people in the pool because the pool is much more even now. Yeah, you know, for you know a, a, a better chance of getting a number one pick. Yeah. So and that's, maybe that's but, what you have. Done. And maybe 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 they thought of the same point you did. And once again, this is all just us throwing out hypotheticals and what we just think. We don't, you know, this is all just us talking our opinions. But maybe they thought of what you thought of what you're just saying, and then they felt like, oh, since teams might think that way, we're gonna give the second, you know, like like we're gonna give, like I said, the Suns and the Cavs, who are the other two teams in the top three, who had you know not as bad as the Knicks, but at the same record, we're gonna give them. Low picks as fifth and sixth picks to show if other teams try to do that, it's not going to work in their favor. But then, if you know, it's, it's all just rigged. Now, yeah. once again, this is not what a, what a coincidence, huh? Right. Yeah. But that's why they should, I feel like they should just get rid of this because no matter what, they're going to just say it's rigged. They're going to just say it's rigged. They're going to just say it's rigged. Anyway, I hope that RJ Barrett lands, you know, falls off to us on the third. If we get RJ Barrett, I'll be happy. You'll be happy, right? I'll be happy. I'll be 100% happy if we get RJ Barrett because it's either going to be him or John Morant. And I don't think we're going to select John Morant. 
I think if he falls to us. I see this is the thing. I think the Grizzlies might take Barrett. I think it might be a bigger fit because how long? Much longer. I know they paid Mike Conley a ton of money, but how much longer is on his contract? Do you have any idea? Probably has like two more years. But I'm saying if they take John Morant, John Morant possibly may be that, you know, successor to Mike Conley in Memphis. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking that, also. That's, that's what I think is, is going on. Because I think he has like one year maybe on his contract. But yeah, I know he got paid a ton of money though. Wasn't it like two, like, I don't know, like two years ago? Two years ago and it was a five-year contract. So you're, it like three two years. or three years ago. I think he has two years left in the contract. All right. So, so maybe they picked John Morant to be like his successor to Mike Conley. On that team. Yeah. Because I think I think from trading away Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley, I think they're going to start getting into more of a rebuild mode. And yeah, I think they're gonna start he, ha, with, he has two more years on his Yeah, contract. so maybe maybe they might start with the point guard. You know, I, I always say, with me as a basketball coach, I always say that, you know, if the starting five is a body, the point guard is the brain. And if the brain's not operating, the rest of the body really doesn't follow for the most part, right? Yeah. So I always say that. If the starting five is a body, the point guard's always going to be the brain. And, you know, so they might... That's what they might do. But R.J. Barrett is also a good starting point, you know, with the NBA the way it is, when it's more of an outside game than an inside game. And R.J. Barrett, could, you know, he pl- he plays. He's a good wingman to play. Both he's, defensively yeah, and outside. good, and uh, I hope he falls to us. If he falls to us, then if I, he falls, I'll, be, I'll be happy. Yeah, but but we are New York. Yes. We'll probably take, we'll probably have R.J. Barrett right there, and we'll probably take Taco Fall. <laughs> That's the rumors right now. Watch, watch, yeah. I love his uh, free throw shooting form. It's spectacular. It's spectacular. <laughs> I, he, he, if he thought, spectacular. If he thought Joe, Joe Kim Noah's uh, uh, free throw shooting form was uh, pretty good, just check out Taco Fall, please. Please. And with the third overall pick, the New York Knicks select Taco Fall. University I, of Central Florida. I could, And then after that, a, a, a big hip-hop song about Taco Fall. Taco Fall. Oh God, he knows taco, how taco, to taco, ball. Taco, 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 ball, ball, ball. Oh, when right, he falls, stop. he balls. Taco, taco, taco. You shut your mouth <laughs> when you're talking to me. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, moving on, just real quick. So, uh, Marquetti, just talk to me real quick, also about. Uh, the NBA playoffs is going on. So the Western Conference Finals in the book. Uh, it ended under, not, you know, in not a dramatic fashion. You know, it's a hell of a fight that the uh, Trailblazers put up to get to, to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you know. They and put then a, it went. Put a good, yeah. uh, allegedly, uh, Damian Lillard's hurt. He has like a, oh, a God. dislocated rib or I don't something like that. that. I don't want to hear it. Uh, but come on, man. The Warriors swept. Portland Trailblazers without Kevin Durant. And game four, they didn't have Andre Iguodala. Iguodala. Which is uh, your cousin, Anthony, <laughs> thinks is the greatest thing that ever happened to the sports in general. Um, <laughs> the, the sports of ba- yeah, basketball. He thinks Andre I'm- Iguodala. No, sports in general, it's uh, Floyd Mayweather for him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But he Andre thinks Andre Iguodala is the MVP of all time in basketball. <laughs> But, Don't uh, ask why. So that is very impressive of the Warriors. Is it really impressive though, mm-hmm. or is it, or is it really telling how good of a team and play those two players that they have, the Splash Brothers, are? How great they are. That's a good point. Another point. No, no, that's a great point. And of course, we all knew how great they were because even for the longest time, even with the, all the pieces they had around them. I mean, much, as much as Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? And he's always going to be one of the most known faces, you know, A-list, in, in not not just in basketball, just in the world in general. But um, that, that team has always been a Splash Brothers team as far as the functional, as it goes. You know, you had all these other great pieces around them, but it's because of them that that team was always that team, you know? That's yeah. my opinion. And, and Draymond Green, whoo, he stepped out, stepped up big. You know, you're, you're, he, he's he's the one that's running the floor right now. You know, uh, just going back, you know, up and down the court, running the rock, passing, distributing. Hey, man, you know, I, I always thought Draymond Green was a great player in um, his days as a Spartan. So, um, but also another point to say, does it also show that do you even think that the Portland Trailblazers even deserve to be going that far? Do they even well, deserve to be there? Well, I'll say the Warriors, you know, they beat the the Rockets, right? With no Kevin Durant. Only one game. Away. 
Only one game. At Houston. Yeah, but only well, one game. And one game and one quarter. Oh, God. Yeah, because... Uh, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Kevin Durant got... the fourth quarter, I know. Yeah, the whole fourth quarter. And they had the... The Rockets had a, a, a chance right there. That was their chance to steal a win, a win at the Oracle. And they didn't do it. And they didn't show up whatsoever in Houston. No. You know, and... And that's what but, our Kevin Durant. No, but what I'm trying to say is that do you, do you think it also has something to do with the fact that maybe the Portland Trailblazers didn't deserve to be there yet, or the Warriors is really that good? Yeah, one of the, I, I think mean, I, I think it's more that the Warriors are that good than than Portland Trailblazers I'll, deserve I'll you, to be there. I'll tell you this so much: before that, even the the rounds prior to that, the Trailblazers. Put in work. Oh yeah, they had you know? some. They 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 faced some tough matchups, and they they put you know they, they, they beat OKC with Russell Westbrook yeah. and Paul George. The Nuggets tough a tough team. The Nuggets one of the best te- defensive teams. You know, no Nuggets are a really good team. I think on the rise, which a lot of young young talent. Um, yeah, and you know, and you know, the Warriors is just the Warriors. Is they step. You know, during the whole season, right? It's just the ebb and flows of playing. You know, it's a long season, and the Warriors. You know, they've been there. You know, this is. Was this the fifth or sixth straight uh, NBA Finals? Fifth straight. Fifth straight. So they already know. They they have the experience, and they just conserved that energy. And once the playoffs came, they just took it up a notch. And when Kevin Durant uh, got hurt, they took it out up another gear. You know, that's mm-hmm. why. That's why I think. You know, they have the experience, and you know, sometimes when you have the experience and you have won it all, well, I hope the, the confidence. I it, hope somebody it, from the East beats them. Yeah. Right now, that's tied two two. Yeah, I hope Bucks one of those teams and the beat Raptors. Them. I'm hoping it goes to ga- uh, seven games. I do too. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, oh man, I'm like the, the Bucks are that good, you know? They beat them the first two games, no Home problem. advantage, man. And then uh, you know the Raptors uh, toughed it out the last two games. Well, the, the last game they blew them out, but the game three was a very scrappy game. You know, it went to overtime. King in the North, <laughs> King of the North. Even though there is no more King in the North. Uh, spoiler alert Brand the Broken <laughs> No there's a queen in the north uh, There's a queen of the north Yes Because now they're that's independent true. That's true Yeah but um, Anyway yeah uh, I hope someone from the east will win Yeah I don't, Who wants to see the Warriors man I'm tired of y'all It's like the if, Warriors win again If yeah. If there are any New Yorkers That like the Warriors Y'all bandwagons <laughs> uh, Unless you're my cousin Anthony Because he always loved Andre, Andre, Andre Ugudala. 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 <laughs> Andre Ugudala. Okay. Uh, moving on right now To fantasy football Marchetti I know you recently Finished your rookie draft You finished it right or no? Yeah, yeah we finished it uh, It took like five days Five days to finish your rookie yeah. draft I've been so busy That uh, I had a back-to-back pick And uh <laughs> It took it took me two days to make my selections. So wait, did you? My, add, my, the commissioner was like, "You killed the draft, man." What what uh what picks did you have? Third round and I had actually I had three picks in the draft, five round rookie draft. Okay, and because uh, I traded away a few of my picks, I right? Traded, of course, I traded my first three rounds. Um, I would hope la- you traded them and not gave them away. No, no, no. Uh, Here you go, sir. In, last year, last season, in season, I traded away my first and third for Julio Jones because I was like, you know, gearing up for the playoffs. It didn't pan out for me. And I traded my second round for John Brown. I, I paid a lot. I paid a lot, but. Um, that is it, a lot for John Brown. Yeah. It, so, you know, you take chances. That's the whole. That's a lot. I'm sure you paid him begin- the beginning of the season when he was hot. That's the name of the game. You got to take chances, you know. That's so, a bad chance to take. Yeah, I took it. You should listen to the but, fantasy bureau. We would have told but you. But all no. in all, this um, this uh, rookie draft, it's not that that great. You know, it's not that deep. Like compared to the last couple of seasons, where there's a lot of you know talented players, there are a lot of wide receivers in this draft. You know, but you could pick a wide receiver in the fourth round. Third round, so, or even the first round, and maybe the one in the fourth round is the one that's going to end up being the the, the better one. So break down, break down for us what it was in the first round for you. How did your first round go? All right, so my first round went. Josh Jacobs was selected first. No way. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's easy. That was yeah. easy. That's a no brainer. Uh, then David Montgomery. Okay, yeah, that, that's my first. That's that's my two top ranks. Uh, in in my in my league, um. Uh, the same owner pick, had the first two picks, so he got he went back to back running backs, which is interesting, you know. So then he's probably gearing up like right away. <laughs> yeah. So then after that was AJ Brown, 
or he desperately needed a running back, and that's why he was in last place. Yeah. Well, you know, running backs is very key, very vital in uh, fantasy football. So go on. AJ Brown selected third, then it was Miles Sander, Sanders. Hey, that's way too fourth. high. Uh, Nikhil Harry, which is, uh, you know, the second wide receiver selected off the board. Wait, AJ Brown went third? AJ Brown. That's crazy. I, I, I don't like that. But, oh. you know, hey, that's not, you know, I was happy, but. Not happy because if I was I was in, but it gives you a chance somebody else you would like to fall down yeah. to anymore. Okay, yeah, go on. Although my my selection was in the fourth round, but well, we'll get to it. <laughs> go go on. We're gonna go all through the whole. No round. no no. Okay. Go to the first round. The first round, and yeah, then like I tell you, first so, and then early second. Nikhil Harry was selected fifth. Paris Campbell was selected sixth. Kyler Murray selected seventh. Wow, way too early. And to me, the the guy that selected uh. Kyler Murray, I was like, it, it was confusing because he has, guess who? Patrick Mahomes? He has Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yo, you have a quarterback already set for years. It's going to be like 10 years at least. I'm like, why not take a chance with, uh, you know, a, a, a wide receiver or running back in this selection? He it's not like, it's not like this trade bait going on too much in, in, with, with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks don't hold too much trade bait. No, not too don't. much. No, unless you're going to hoard it like I do sometimes, you know. But I, I, to me, that was very puzzling. I was like, what? I'm like, whatever. He, 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 I guess he likes Kyler Murray that much that he might even bench Patrick Mahomes to play Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. That's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, so watch Patrick Mahomes get hurt, and then he's a genius. <laughs> wow. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, Debo Samuel was selected eighth. Then it was Darrell Henderson. A lot of reaches. Ninth. From and, the Rams, right? Uh, uh, Darrell Henderson, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. And to me, well, it would have made sense if it was, if it was the guy that uh, owns Todd Gurley. Owns Todd Gurley but but did, that, that would make more sense. No, it would make justify, more sense. Right, right. Justify right, I get that. You, you want to have your handcuff of your best runner. Right, right. That know? I would get. But the thing is, see, my, 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 just real quick, just real quick, just put in. My thoughts about Darrell Henderson, though, is that they they let C.J. Anderson go, even though C.J. Anderson was obviously performing well, not fans, not Todd Gurley well. Yeah. But he was doing very good, C.J. Anderson, for the Rams. For the Rams, he was doing very good. Not to say C.J. Anderson is very good, but for the Rams, he was doing very good. He was doing better for the Rams than I think he's ever done for the Broncos for the most part. But the point is, they let him go to re-sign Malcolm Brown. That shows that they have some sort of trust and interest and like they care for Malcolm Brown enough and they want him to be a part of it enough. I think that the Darrell Henderson thing might be a little overhyped. And I could be wrong, but I believe it is because I just think that they also see something in Malcolm Malcolm Brown. Yeah, um if if you didn't if you didn't have if you have Todd Gurley and you select the Darrell Henderson. Right, like you said, that's you defend fine. It. I get it. But, but I'm, if if you don't have Todd Gurley and you select him, I felt like, yeah, he's a reach. Yeah, and I, but I was saying, I just feel like even if, once again, that's your defense. If you had Todd Gurley, I, I agree with you. That that could be your defense of why you take him. But even taking even, him, I still think he's overrated. No, I okay. could be wrong, but I, that's what I think. I just think that they also like Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown a lot, too. And the guy that you're high on. With him. Yeah. DK Metcalf. Yeah. Tenth. That's wait, That's a steal. That's a steal? I think nah, he, 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 should, he should be top six. Nah, I, I felt like he fell where he's supposed to. If anything, ninth because of dude. Darrell even if Henderson. he just even if he just runs out like deep, Russell Wilson could sling it. And even if he doesn't run a route and he just goes like hail mary deep, Russell Wilson could sling it, man. Well, yeah, but you his know, strength's th- gonna keep people at bay, man. He's gonna I, use that body for separation. Today, today I, this morning, I uh, picked up somebody off waiver wire. Uh, he's his third season, and is Amara Darbo. Um, you don't you don't know who he is, right? <laughs> but he was he was selected third. He was selected in the third round two years ago, you know. And uh, the first rookie season, he had a couple of catches, and then he was on the injury reserve. But hey, I might see, I, I could see him beat out DK Metcalf. I know DK Metcalf was selected in the second round, but we'll see. We'll so, see where it goes. So he was taking tenth. Yeah, he was. He All was right, selected so who's tenth. Miko Hardman. That's still too low for him, I think. Still too low? I think. Yeah. And uh, with the 12th is uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. From, uh, I forget. I heard of him, but I think he's he's also just overrated. 
Yeah, well, he's from Stanford, and he got selected by the, the Eagles. Yeah, I still think he's overrated. And then uh, after that, uh, just to throw in uh, Marquise Brown. In in my league. Uh, go to 15th. What was the 15th pick? All right, so I'm going to go all the way to the 15th. All right, so Marquise Brown was selected in the second round, first pick. And then it was uh, TJ Hawkinson, first tight end to come off the board. I think Noah Font- Font's going to have a better is going to have a better year. Uh, he was selected in the 17th pick. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, after that is uh, Devin Sing- Singletary for Buffalo. And uh, then ha- Hakeem Butler. Okay. Yeah. Is there any player that you're like, whoa, where did they fall that you haven't heard? Justice, Justice Hill fell to the 19th pick. Uh, where did um, Andy Isabella fall? Oh, Andy Isabella was in the second round as well. Uh, 18th pick. So, and then Dwayne Haskins was selected in the... 20th pick. Hey, um, your boy for the Giants, Daniel Jones. My boy. Yeah, your My boy. boy. Your boy. Okay. He wasn't selected. At all? At all. <laughs> but he was selected. Somebody picked him up off waiver wire. Yeah, he's worthy at least of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that picture? What picture? Uh, uh, on Twitter, somebody posted a picture of Eli Manning and Oh, yeah, yeah. When they look Jones, exactly like. And they're like, this is a real picture. Yeah. They look identical. Identical. Yeah, I I, I, rep- I I asked about Ooh. it on um. I re- I I, I so sent a comment on somebody else's page that posted it, and I said like, listen, he's like, oh, like, oh, they just cloned Eli Manning. I was like, well, listen, if that Eli Manning clone gets his other two Super Bowls, who cares? Yeah, on uh, Reddit, I uh, saw somebody comments like the Patriots and and Belichick is shivering right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't we don't last much longer. That's oh, it. We're done. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's. Fast forward to when I had my pick and I took two two days to make my picks. <laughs> Wait, before we get into that, you know what just remind me of for some reason? What? Who? Uh, you know what's off topic. Just go. Go, go, go. Just do it real quick. I don't know. It just remind me of this funny meme I saw. I was thinking about doing something with like a meme of the week, like a joke meme of the week. What do you think about that? If we did something like that. Yeah, that's fine. I read, I saw somebody posted a joke meme of the week. Obviously, it can't be one that you look at. It's got to be something you said, you know, just read about it, whatever. But somebody posted something funny on Instagram and it said, uh, Ross X is like having an iPhone. Ross X is exactly like having an iPhone without a cover. It feels so good, but it's way too risky. I got to get credit to who posted that. I forgot. I got to look it up. But Ross X is acting like an iPhone without a cover. It feels so good, but it's way too risky. <laughs> it's way too risky. And you know what's funny by saying that? Because I have an iPhone without a cover, and I cracked mine yesterday. The back, uh, the back of it, at least. I, I'm straight raw dog, bro. You raw dog in your iPhone, All too? Day. Raw All dog day. the iPhone? Uh, All right, so, so my, my pick, my first pick was on the forty, my, the forty fourth selection of the dynasty rookie draft. So wait, you had uh, the forty fourth, so the last, of the, the first of the fourth round? No, no, it was uh, and four point eight, four point eight and four point nine. Oh, four point eight, four point nine. Okay, yes, yeah, so, I did the math terribly wrong there. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh. Um, I selected. Uh, you know, it was tough because uh, over here you're pretty much just taking a shot in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. I was contemplating if I should go um, and start picking out of the waiver wire. There was like CJ Anderson out there. And I went with Hunter Renfro. Okay. The wide receiver for Oakland. I know you were, you, were, you mentioned it before. Yeah. You were big on him. And I was, Bryce Love was still out there. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a comedian I, I want to stay away from, but. Yeah. And, you know, he, I, you know, there's still issues with his knees and. I went with, you know what, I'm going to take a shot with a running back for the Chiefs, and that's James Williams. The Chiefs running back. Yeah. Even though they have Carlos Hyde and Damian Williams. Yeah. Okay. You never know. You never know. So I, I guess. So I feel like if with that offense, and all you, all you, all you need is one injury away, you know, Carlos Hyde getting nicked up, or even Damian Williams, and this kid might have a shot. And next thing you know, he's the lead back. That's how I looked at it. I was like, you know what? I'll take a shot there. And then uh, I, tr- I ended up trading my fifth round pick. Where did Riley Ridley go? Riley Ridley, uh, he was, I think he was still, oh, no, he went, where did he go? That's what I'm asking you. No, 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 yeah, I know. He, yeah, he went in a uh, th- third round pick, 310, 34th pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I, I really do think. Well, that's not. I mean, I guess it's not the bad. You know, like I said, you're taking dart throws at that time for the most part. You know, yeah. Like, what are you, it, what are you really looking for? Yeah, I was like, I was thinking, like, should I go get a, a quarterback? I was because Drew Locke was still out there. Ooh, or Will Greer too is another good one. Yeah, or, yeah, Greer. But I, I think well, Drew Locke's gonna have a quicker impact on that team. Like, I think like you know. Joe Flacco plays one year, even if not this full year. And Drew Lock, I think, because Drew Lock to me is better. To me, and this is my opinion, the best quarterbacks in this year's draft for me was Kyler Murray. I thought Drew Lock was better than Dwayne Haskins. So I had a trade offered, right? Somebody, someone, tra- uh, Juan. He's in. He's in my dynasty league. The special uh, Juan. The special Juan. He offered <laughs> me a, a future second round for Lamar Jackson. Okay, and. I was contemplating at that moment because I do have Tom Brady and I have Sam Darnold. And I was contemplating. It's like, if I pull the trigger on this trade, then I'll go for Drew Locke. And I don't know. For I a thought, second, yeah, for second round, though. For Lamar Jackson? That's pretty so much. So you're pretty much substituting Lamar Jackson, Drew Locke. Yeah. And... But I felt like, well, you know what? I, I'm gonna give it a shot. I took, a, you know, I'm, I'm just I, I stuck with my guns and I just stood with Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah, but that that was very tempting, tempting, tempting. Uh, yeah, tempting. <laughs> that was very tempting, <laughs> tempting. You heard me? Wow. Uh, uh, Sounds bad early, Marquette. Temp- I was very tempted to, you know, pull the trigger on that because I saw Drew Locke on the board and just like you said before, I could see him make an immediate impact, even this year. You know, uh, of taking you know that that starting position, and then I end up gaining a second round. You know, although I did select the Lamar Jackson in my second round last year, right? But I still have Sam Darnold on you know in my sleeve. But anyways, I ended up not pulling the trigger. That's fine. And I, I think him. Drew Locke's going to have a successful career though in the NFL. I'm I'm not saying elite career status, but I guess I don't know. Uh, like, whose career could you compare him to, I guess? Well, I don't know. But let's say Lamar Jackson. The reason why I did not trade Lamar Jackson is that he could give me a couple of years of a Michael Michael Vick numbers, you know? Right. And would I want to trade a player for someone that could give me Michael Vick numbers for at least, let's say, two, three years, right? That's probably pretty You're much what Michael I Michael Vick because of his ability to use his legs. He's not, not his ability to sling at the ball. Well, he, he's getting weapons now. You know, he got two good wide receivers. And, you know, another year, uh, you know, a, a, a season under his belt, made it to the playoffs, gained a lot of experience, you know. So at least this is helping him prep and prep up for the next season to come. So he could make a big step up. Obviously, we're over here just, you know, that's, that's you know, being wishful thinking, right? Uh, but... Drew Locke. What could Drew Locke? We don't know. It's unknown. I think it's more comparable to like Kirk Cousins type. Kirk Cousins? And good Kirk Drew Cousins. Locke? Not backup Kirk Cousins. Like good Kirk Cousins. Even though Kirk Cousins was a backup for a while. But I think like for a little while. But I think Kirk Cousins type of a career. Which yeah. is going to do really good. Like fantasy wise. Pretty good. I think it'll be like a, like a better version of Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to do better like that. Because he can still do pretty good. He still does really well in real life football. But who, better in fantasy football. Who gives you more gaudy numbers? Who gives you those like make or break weak numbers? As quarterbacks that run because the cheat right well cam Whatever. newton doesn't huh cam newton doesn't yeah Dak prescott doesn't yeah he runs no he doesn't no yeah they, they give you they could in a good in a good week they could give you top five quarterback numbers i mean well look they're not going to give you more they're not going to give you more quarterback numbers than a drew Brees and an aaron Rodgers or tom brady and none of those guys run you know what i mean aaron Rodgers could run but he doesn't run like that you know i mean like Philip Rivers, I, I trust more than I trust Cam Newton. Russell Wilson. Runs. Russell Wilson is like the, the outliner. I think he's like the, the exception. But Russell Wilson has to do everything for his team. But look at Lamar Jackson. He wasn't even slinging the ball last season, right? He, I mean, he, he, he was abysmal. It, you abysmal. have to be, like, yeah. He, he was, his his, uh, his uh, throwing percentage was 50%, right? He threw a couple of insoles, in right? And he even fumbled the ball. Yet... Yet you got He was providing you fifteen to eighteen fantasy points. No, no, I get it. You, but you got to. I mean, well, in in real life football, which also plays into fantasy football, you got to be a quarterback that ha- that could move out of the pocket in today's day and age of football. You yeah. got to be a mobile quarterback, not necessarily mobile where you could run the ball for ten yards, but you got to at least move, be able to move out of the pocket and throw the ball well out of the pocket. Look at Josh Allen. You know, look at yeah. Josh Allen. Josh Allen was was running a hundred. He was getting getting a hundred yards, and then like. 
for uh, he was throwing maybe for like 150. No, I, I get it. Two the, picks, and he was still getting you top Car- five. Carson Wentz moves numbers. a lot out of the, you know moves a lot too. So you know, it's just it's one thing about moving out of the pockets, another thing about running the ball. You know, as a quarterback, and I just think that you know, like a, a quarterback that can move out of the pocket and throw it more is better than a quarterback that could just run the ball. Yeah, no, obviously because there's end up being a one trick pony. Yeah, right, but. I feel like if Lamar Jackson ends up growing, right? If if he, he has some growth, and he steps up from the year before, from when he was providing you fifteen to eighteen points, there's a possibility he could be providing you twenty four points, twenty two points, and that's good. I'll take that. Every of course, day. yeah, you know, that's I'll, take, I'll take that. Well, it's yet to be seen. Yeah. So anyway, so I didn't pull the trigger. Move on. So how do you feel about your picks, though, for your draft? Like I said, I'm taking a shot. Who was the very last pick? Uh, the what they call that in the NFL? The Mister Irrelevant. I guess. Yeah, yeah so sure. The Mister Irrelevant. Last pick, last round. Yeah, last pick, last round. Mister Irrelevant of the Dynasty rookie draft in our league was uh, Alex Barnes, running back of Tennessee. I think he's a writer for Seinfeld. It sounds like from back in the days. <laughs> uh, it's Alex Burke. Yeah, he he actually went undrafted. Uh, he's from Kansas State. So whatever. Hey, he, at least he got drafted in someone's uh, dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, moving on right now. Let's move on to a segment that uh, we like to call here the Better Fantasy Bureau called Repeat or Retreat. And you know what's funny? I actually have a drop for it, and I haven't. I didn't have it set up. Completely forgot about it. I made a drop for it last year when I did the segment. Oh, okay. I never set up. Nah, it is what it is. Anyway, so repeat or retreat. Basically, what repeat or retreat means is that uh, we talk about players that had success last year, that a very good successful you know year last year in fantasy football, and we're going to ask if we feel that that player will repeat that year or they will have a retreat year. They will retreat from their success. They will do. They will not be doing as good as well as they did. So basically, it's just saying, will they still do well, or they're not going to do as good? That's the players that we are talking about. So, uh, Marchetti, the first player I want to ask you about, and you could tell me if you think it's going to have a repeat year or retreat year, is Eric Ebron, who this is why, like I said, I feel that uh, Noah Fant's going to have a better year than... Um, than C.J. Um, Hawkinson, because unfortunately C.J. Hawkinson fell into a uh, team that I don't think is going to be using him well, and it has a lot to do with what Eric Ebron, you know, he was also a first-round pick for the Lions, didn't do anything there for his first couple years with the Lions, and then one year with the Colts, ended up as the number fourth overall tight end, and did fantastic over there, and he killed, and he has, and he has one of the largest uh, touchdown receptions more than any other, uh, you know, like... Um, not more than any other, but he's up there like in the top five of even wide receivers of everybody in the NFL for the most touchdown receptions. I mean, you know, he gave you 156 fantasy points last year uh, with 110 targets, 66 receptions, 13 touchdowns. His longest touchdown being 53 yards. Well, his longest reception, excuse me, being 53 yards. That, that was a long touchdown. Yeah, it wasn't a touchdown. <laughs> like that. No, it was okay. Yeah, but still, what the point is, is that, you know, he's... He's averaging 6.8 yards per target. He has even given you a Russian touchdown. No. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes, he has. Yeah, he's giving <laughs> he you a Russian touchdown. <laughs> but he's averaging, you know, look, you got to look at it this way. Not only is he averaging 6.8 yards per target, but he's averaging 11.4 yards per reception. You understand what I'm saying? So there's, a, there's a difference there between, you know, for, for the targets and receptions. He's had a very successful year last year, Eric Ebron, and this is why I also felt that TJ Hawkinson is not going to do it's not going to succeed or live to his full potential in with the Lions, especially now with their head coach, Matt Patricia. He's more of a defensive-minded type of coach. So I think T.J. Hawkins is going to be used more for blocking and protection to utilize Matthew Stafford more because their offensive line is terrible over there and um, in Detroit. So they're going to give Matt, Matt Stafford a little more protection. I think it's going to use uh, T.J. Hawkinson a little bit more for us as opposed to an offensive weapon. But with that being said, Eric Ebron, do you think he has another repeat or retreat year? Well, it's hard to repeat those type of numbers. 12 touchdowns. That came out of nowhere. It, uh, well, 13 touchdowns, sorry. Well, 14 in total, right? In total, 14. <laughs> Including the running one, yeah. You know, he has scored more touchdowns than his whole career mm-hmm. in one season. Have, you know, is that, uh, is, is that uh, you know, like he played for the, the, the Detroit Lions. Is that more of showing you why... If Matthew Stafford is that bad or that uh, or what or if Andrew Luck is that good, mm-hmm. who knows? But to me, 
those numbers, it seems like it could be a fluke, but you do have Andrew Luck. And yeah. who else is their red zone target? Uh, well, TY's not really, we say red zone target. Who else is their red zone target? Um, this guy was Hines. Hines? That's pretty much it, I would think, at the moment. This guy is a big body, yeah. tight end. Who yeah, he's catch. definitely their main one. And I, I won't say he will give you 14 touchdowns, but he has the possibility of giving you uh, double-digit touchdowns or even 8-9, you know. And he's going, his ADP right now is 59. The fifth round, the end of fifth round, 5-10. Would you select him over O.J. Howard, Evan Engram? I probably would. I think I'll, I'll 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 select them too. I probably would. Yeah, I, I, in standard, a, I definitely would. Like, I'll, I'll I believe I'll select them over OJ Howard and Evan Engram. So in standard, I definitely would. In stand, oh, of course, in standard, even more so. So I'll say repeat on Eric Ebron. All right. I, I feel like his value is still good. You know, fifth end of the fifth round. You know, it, you know, wrapping around to the beginning of the sixth. I think. Uh, you know, that's a good value you're getting for a tight end, especially a position that's very shallow. And uh, he might not give you those same numbers, but if he's, if, if he's even 75% of that, I'll take it. I, I agree. I think um, I, I see a repeat year for him, like you said, with everything you just said. You know, like big body, red zone target. You know, he had one year to get comfortable into that offense, and he's got a second year to get comfortable into that offense. I think it's going to just improve. Um, of course, there may be some re- regression, as far as touchdown goes, but touchdown regression, but that's about it. I still see him putting the same numbers, if not maybe more, maybe you know, with just some touchdown regression. But that's really about it. This this guy was a first round pick, you know, selecting the tenth, and like yeah, select, I, select the ten in the draft. It's like I said, I think T.J. Hawkinson was put in the same position he was, and I think he's going to not 20, succeed he's, in Detroit. He's he's a young buck. He's twenty six years old. Yeah. So, you know, with Andrew Luck there, and you know, they didn't get they didn't get anyone else that you could say there's a touch a uh, red zone threat. You know, right? And I, they're gonna be moving the ball. They're moving the ball. I'll take my chances. Give me Eric Ebron. Repeat. Uh, another guy I want to ask you about Marchetti. Uh, this guy last year. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned him before plenty of times. Taken very late last year. Taken about ninth round last year. Ended up as a top ten running back, number seventh overall in PPR st- uh, formats. Played full 16 games, played the entire year. One of the favorites on that team. This guy had uh, five rushing touchdowns only, but seven receiving touchdowns. Fantastic year as always, and he was, uh, for, as he does for the New England Patriots, James White. What do you feel about James White? Would he have a repeat year or a retreat year with no Gronk now uh, over there? Uh, did drafting to kill Harry. Maybe takes away some more, you know, uh, targets away from him. They did draft a running back. They did draft a running back. And the back. running back situation in, page, in, in in New England is always a conundrum, always a headache, never could be trusted. You don't know what's going on. So what do you feel about James White and his future? He's always been a reliable guy. I always thought he's been a very reliable fantasy-type player. Like I said, he was drafted in the ninth round last year. He always gives you very solid. Like James White was always a type of guy that would always give you, you know, 10 points a game which is pretty solid. Last year, he gave you 17.3 points a game. Like I said, he ended up as running back number seventh overall. But another year, it's not like James White was like, he was like I said, he was always a 10-point-a-game kind of guy. He wasn't like, a, you know, a Todd Gurley or a Le'Veon Bell type of running back or Ezekiel Elliott type running back that gives you consistently, you know, 20 points every game for the most part. But he's emerged to be in that elite running back role last year. Was that just a fluke year? Is he going to repeat back to what he normally does, giving you 10 touchdowns a game? Or is he have another repeat year and he's he stay to be the boss? This what is, a cause. This is, uh, this is one that you really, 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 really have to think about and study and look at numbers and stats. Uh, what's concerning, of course, what's the plus? Plus, uh, Rob Gronkowski is not going to be playing no more, right? He retired. So there's more targets. Yes, he did. There's more targets, right? <laughs> right. Um, yet, the cons are they selected a, uh, a wide receiver in the first round. So there might be some of those, those targets. They uh, signed Demarius Thomas. Mm-hmm. There are, there's more targets there. And they drafted another running back. Back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. So his, his numbers, you're talking about he pretty much – Doubled up on his numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Compare com, you compare him to the year before, right, where he had zero rushing touchdowns. He played in fourteen games, by the way. 
started in four. He had zero rushing touchdowns. And he had three receiving touchdowns. But last year he had five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, no, no. But I'm talking about the year before, 2017. The year prior. I I apologize. And, you know, the only difference is that he played two more games in 2018, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The receiving yards, he had 429 in 2017, and in 2018, he had 751. His targets went up by a third. And, you know, prior to that, the most targets he had was 86 in 2016. I feel like this was more of a fluke year for him, especially with that that crowded running back uh, uh, committee that they have there. Well, Rex Burkhead was hurt for a while. Yeah, and Rex Burkett, you know, there's no sign he's, that, that yeah, he's, he's cut, they're cutting him, right? Yeah, no, I don't know if they're cutting him, but he's not not going to be an impact on that team. Yeah, and then and then you got uh the the rookie the rookie running back who was like the most valuable playoff player of last postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. So you got Sony Michelle, and they drafted another running back. Uh, I have to retreat here. I got to retreat here because I felt like it's more of a fluke, more of a system that they ran last year that worked, you know, and I don't see them repeating the same thing. James White, you know, he's, you know, he he, he, he won you a lot of, uh, you know, he won you the, most likely the the championship if you had him, and you selected, you know, another run, running back like, uh, like a McCaffrey. But I feel like, nah, for where he's going in PPR, he's going in the first – First pick in the sixth round. So, would you take him over Tevin Coleman? Yes. Miles Sanders? Yes. Lamar Miller? Yes. Darius Geis? Probably not. Probably not. But that's only be, not because of the ta- talent-wise. By name alone, I'll take Darius Geis. But it's because there's such a committee there in Washington. I don't want any running back. If if it's Darius Geis or none for Washington. So with his average ADP that's going at uh at the sixty four. Well, you, you you select them. Well, let me tell you this. I I would have to say that there's going to be a, a retreat year for James White. Not by much. Not by much. Not by much. Not by much. I really don't. Damian Damon Harrison, who was taken for for the running back, he, for the pick. He, he gave you 189 points last season. Yeah, well, no more. One hundred eighty nine point six points. That's how much. Oh no, no, no. no. It's, it's, he gave that's more. a standard. Sorry that's a standard. That. Yeah. yeah. So he gave you two hundred seventy six yeah. points. <laughs> He's gonna have a, a reap. The, the, wait, the years hey. before that, right? <laughs> one hundred thirty four points. He'll give more than that. One hundred sixty one points. I think he's gonna have like and about like a two hundred. I think he's gonna have like a two hundred, two hundred ten point year. All right, so you're saying repeat then? No, I'm. I'm gonna say retreat, but I think he just falls right outside the top ten. I think he's gonna fall outside the top ten. That's tremendous value if you get him in the sixth round. I think there is tremendous value for James White there. I do. All right, so there's a repeat. No, because he's not gonna be a top ten running back. He's gonna be. He's gonna be like a very high end running back too. That's why I'm saying a retreat, but not by much. I understand. I understand what you're what you're saying, but he's going to have another very good year, just not as good, not as good. But going for this in the sixth round, and you having him, but but yeah, but remember RB one, yeah. Right? But the, seg- the t- topic of the segment is not you know yeah. about sleepers and values and all this yeah. and that. When you're okay. getting him, I'm talking about what they did last year. If they're going to repeat what they did last year, okay. so I think he's going to do extremely well. Because look, like I said, Damon Harris. I'm not worried about him at all. I think it was a terrible pick from the Patriots. Maybe it was just a little bit of insurance because sometimes he has some knee injuries, Sony Michelle. But that's really about it. He posted the sec- second worst figures in yards created and missed tackles per carry amongst incoming rookie backs over the last four years. This is not a good rookie draft uh, for running backs. No. Yes. And, okay. he, and he's, I don't think he's that good of a running back at all. Like I said, second worst numbers in yards created and in missed tackles forced. So it's he has, he's, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's going to be any kind of uh, worry for 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 James White. Tom Brady trusts James White. His you know he's has three main guys for as long as you can remember, right? For well, not as long as you can remember, but for because he's been around forever, Brady. But he's had three main guys for a while now, which has been Gronk, Edelman, and White. Those have been his three main guys. Gronk is gone. Now his two remaining main guys. To me, will we always be White and Edelman. Tom Brady loves Julian Edelman. 
he also speaks highly and loves and trusts James White. When James, when they came back from the Falcons in that Super Bowl game, James White was the factor that made them come back. Didn't he win the MVP that year, if I'm not mistaken? No, I, no. He won the MVP that year, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so you're, you're high on James White, right? So he's going as high as 4.8. Yeah. All right, so he's I don't go, think that high. Yeah, he is going as high. I don't think he should go that high. All right, so you don't think he should go that high? No, was he, was, say, he wasn't the Super Bowl MVP. Would you select him over David Montgomery? He wasn't the Super Bowl MVP, my bad. Yeah. What, would you select him over David Montgomery? Yes. Over Philip Lindsay? No. Chris Carson? No. Okay. Uh, Tariq Cohen? Tom Brady was MVP that game, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. But he was a huge factor that game. Uh, Tariq Cohen? No. Kenyon Drake? Yes. All right. All right, so you have him. Uh, you you you, boom, you bumped him up to like close to the fifth round. Right, right. No, no. Yeah. Like I said, ADP. You know, that's that's another thing we'll talk about in a different segment. But like I said, because of what based on what he did last year, I just think that all the chances for him are still there. The trust has always been there for the for Tom Brady for the great Tom no, Brady. Yeah, to throw if, to him. if you're gonna repeat, you're gonna end up uh, jumping. Oh, you know, like if his ADP is uh, like six, you still jump on because you're high on him. You're gonna end up picking him up earlier than than the usual, right? Am I right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, all right, he's going as high as four point eight. That puts him in in between Philip Lindsay, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Kenny Galladay. Robert no, no, Lentz. no. Right, but once again, the yeah. the segment is not about his ADP. It's about what he did last I, I know, year. I know why he's gonna repeat that. Yeah, I know. I know. But <laughs> I'm just looking at the. I'm looking at how I like if he's being selected at four point eight. That's that to me. That's just uh way that I'm gauging that whoever's picking him that high, right, or that picking James White that high, there are betting that he's going to repeat what he did last year. No. That's, I, I, that's what I'm trying to get at. That's I, why I, 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 I get it. Up. But, yeah, but no, okay. but I, I just think that all the opp- – basically, all in a nutshell, the opportunity is there, and there is no reason for him to – I see to regress. But with Gronk on, I just think it's more targets to him. I mean, it's just – it's the trust and the, the things there, and I don't think any other running backs besides Sony Michelle is really going to – and remember – if they have the playing from behind, or if they have to rush anything, you know, they that's the that's the go to guy. He's the, he's the pass catching back. You know, mm-hmm. uh, anybody else you want to ask me about repeat and retreat? Repeat and retreat. Anybody you have? Let me mm. know. Not I have one. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I got one after that. Well, just tell me now. Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. If he's going to repeat or retreat, yeah. Robert Woods ended up as the eleventh overall. Uh, wide receiver last year with uh, six receiving touchdowns uh, with a yard per target of 9.4. Do I see him having a repeat year? Absolutely not. And I see a retreat year. Well, Cooper Cup's going to come back. I mean, a big, big, big part of what Robert Woods did was with the absence of Cooper Cup. That's what a huge part of it was about. Now, Todd Gurley, you know, we have some issues with his knees, and he was also a big pass catching back. He absorbed a lot of the passes from Jared Goff and all this and that. But um, it's just, what was I going to say about this? I don't know how I put this about the defense thing. The defense is just so good, I feel, right? And stops the offense from doing so much, right? That I feel like the defense is going to keep the lead for them for the most part for that team. So they're not going to be slinging it as much. They're not going to be throwing it as much. So with not as many throws, with Cooper Cup back in the game, with Brandon Cook still there to worry about, you know what I mean? With Todd Gurley, you know, catching um, passes, even though he has bad knees, maybe he'll catch a little bit less. I just don't see enough work to go for Robert Woods for him to have a repeat year. He'll have a good year. He's still very worthy of a draft pick, and I think he's going to do very well, but not number 11th overall well. You know what I'm saying? No, I I got you. So, I got you. so I I think he has definitely some regression, and a lot of this has to do with the health of Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup because there were some games that Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup were both out for some like like two or three weeks, something like that. You know, Cooper Cup missed a lot for a lot of injuries, and maybe he'll be injury prone again. But right now he's healthy. Well, he's going to be healthy for the start of the season. And I just, I guess I said, I just don't see a opportunity being there for him to repeat it. Yeah, I do agree there. Uh, I feel like it's going to be retreat type of year, especially with uh, Cooper Cup that didn't play for a majority of the season after last season. Um, I look at his numbers, and I'll say he'll repeat 
numbers that he has done in 2017. And in 2017, he had he accumulated 163 points. He was averaging 13.6 points fantasy points per game. He he gave you uh, 85 targets, five touchdowns, and uh, you know he only he only did play 12 games. But if we want to just for argument's sake, just uh, average out 16 games of what he did the season of 2017, we will accumulate 217 points. And that will put him as, comparing the fantasy points of last season, that will put him right over Jarvis Landry, which will make him a wide receiver 17 or wide receiver 18. So to I, me, I see him somewhere like like in the you know like low te- low teens. I mean whatever like 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 you know right but right but right around the twenty, right around inside out inside outside the twenty around there. Yeah, yeah, and you know so if you have him in between that, I could see him being yeah. Which look last year, I mean twenty was Julian Edelman, even though he missed four games last year. But look who else it was? It was Kenny Galladay, you know, Calvin Ridley, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is I think overrated by the way. For yeah. this year, for this year, yeah. Well, he's Deshaun bad, Hamilton is my bad, sleeper. Bad, bad injury. So. Deshaun Hamilton is a big sleeper for me this year. We'll get into that for another topic because uh, we got to wrap it up right now. Uh, we'll get into that for another topic for another show. Um, so yeah, that will be the show for now. Uh, we'll talk, we'll do this. We'll do this segment again. We got to we got to give it a little more longer time. Yeah, we'll do this. We, we, I like it. I like. We, it. We, I like it. You like it a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot to talk about. We missed a week. We're sorry about that. We're gonna go back to not missing a week ever again. But we gotta be consistent. And uh, we still got that giveaway. Once again, party people to see the giveaway. Follow us at, BF, at BFB Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Check out for that giveaway for your fan, the fantasy football trophy for your fantasy league. Any questions, you can always hit us up directly at BFB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Rate us, rate us, rate us, review us, review, review us. And thank you very much for listening. Once again, as always, party people, we appreciate the love, appreciate the support. We'll see you on this side of the other. Success and nothing less. Uh, bye-bye. And I love you all, BFAs. I love you all. It's a very, very good sign out. (laughs) Peace, party people.